Hey, this is Dr. Marisa, women's hormone expert, author, and the host of the Essentially You podcast. Now, do you know that feeling when you're relaxed on the couch after dinner with your favorite people watching your favorite show? Then suddenly, you get a super intense craving for brownies or those chocolate chip cookies in the pantry because you know exactly where they are. Now, when I get a craving at night, it's often for a couple squares of huge chocolate and some almond butter. I mean, that hits the spot. Now, those moments are the hardest to say no to, no matter if it's ice cream or cereal or cold pizza or chocolate chips straight from the bag. It doesn't really matter. You literally are being consumed by the need for some kind of late night snack or treat. And fighting it, oh, fighting it is so hard. We all know that. But if you give in, you may not feel so great in the morning and you may even have a hard time falling asleep. So what are you supposed to do? In that moment, as hard as it can be, and believe me, I know, this literally just happened to me last week at nine o'clock at night after putting kinks into bed. I put them to bed at seven, by the way. I just got this intense craving and I had to step back and I had to look at the bigger picture and ask myself three questions. And this is what I totally recommend you do as well. First question is, where is this craving coming from? Next, am I even hungry right now? And then three, is there something I can swap instead? Now, I am a big proponent that swaps are a major player here. It's so rare that you can give your body nothing in this moment. Nothing's not gonna do the trick, right? So I wanna talk a little bit later in this episode about the types of swaps that you can bring in that are still gonna support your body. Now, in today's shorty episode, I'm going to share why this keeps happening, what it's doing to your body, and more specifically, five of the most unhealthy side effects of late night snacking. First, it's important to understand that this pattern has probably been hardwired into your brain for a long, long time. If you're like me, you've been unconsciously having late night snacks since high school or maybe even sooner. Or in your 20s, you had a lot of late night dinners and drinks with your friends, right? Dinner was at eight, drinks were happening until nine on a weekday for goodness sakes. Or maybe you worked a crazy schedule in your 30s and would eat late and then fall right to sleep. <clears throat> this was definitely me. At this point, you've really taught your body and your brain to expect even require food at a certain point at night in order to wind down and fall asleep. And while this may seem harmless at the time, like in our 20s, what you're really doing is keeping your hormones constantly running and at times in a state of chaos, messing with your metabolism, and unfortunately becoming more and more insulin resistant, especially if it's treats, if it's sugar that you're eating late night. And this is because we are just simply more insulin resistant at night to begin with, thanks to our circadian rhythm. Now our bodies ebb and flow with the sun, so the later we eat, the further away from homeostasis we become. Plus eating late at night can really disrupt our sleep and force our body to continue to digest a meal instead of resting and repairing the body, especially the brain, which prefers at least three hours between your last meal and sleep so that it can go in and allow the glymphatic system to clean up any toxins, amyloid plaques, proteins that could be harmful to the brain from what happened during the day. Now over time, late night snacking or eating eventually starts showing up as weight gain, sluggishness, brain fog, sleeplessness, anxiousness, and so much more. But of all the havoc late night eating creates on the body, I wanna just share five of the most unhealthy side effects that I really feel you should know. The first one is late night eating can disrupt your sleep. I know I've mentioned this already in the show. When you eat late, your digestive system has to metabolize and break down the meal. 
even when you're asleep. So this can not only affect deep sleep and restorative sleep, but it could cause restlessness and it could cause indigestion, acid reflux, heartburn. I know you've had that where you've had some kind of meal or dessert at the end of meal, and then you've got some crazy heartburn when you try to go to sleep at night. So people who eat dinner late also tend to eat more and those calories aren't burned off like they would in the morning, right? We're just not in a thermogenic state in the evening. We're not designed to do that. We're designed to literally be in a rest and relaxation state. So what ends up happening is we end up taking a lot of whatever you're breaking down at night and converting it straight into fatty acids, which ultimately can lead to inflammation, diabetes, obesity, weight gain, belly fat. Yeah, the later and later we eat, we know that we will turn that into fat storage. Insulin is a fat storage hormone through and through. And if it's already elevated inside of the bloodstream and then we add a brownie at 9 p.m., our body is just going to become more hyperinsulinemia is what's going to end up happening. And that's going to drive fat storage through the liver. So just a heads up, not only can it disrupt your sleep, but it also ends up becoming fat storage. Number two is poor digestion. As I mentioned earlier, if you're prone to heartburn or acid reflux, it's worth considering your meal timing. Eating a late dinner has been linked to these gastric issues caused due to poorly digested food, which may cause excessive acid in the stomach. This is why I always advise women to take a leisurely walk after eating their last meal instead of going straight away to bed or straight to the couch. There's another great reason to eat early. It guarantees that you will be able to walk 30 minutes after dinner, which is automatically going to lower your blood sugar, improve your insulin response, and it's going to help um, the mobility of the digestive tract so that you are actually digesting everything properly. That's what I love about walking after a meal is there's just so many side benefits, including the digestive benefits. Number three, unhealthy weight gain. So again, your body has a circadian clock that we run on every single day, 24 seven, and it can absolutely be thrown out of sync if you eat meals at odd hours, especially at late hours. An out of sync circadian rhythm not only affects sleep and causes hormonal imbalances, but it also may result in weight gain. Your body's metabolism slows down during the night and it's just simply not as effective at burning calories as it is during the day, which means more stubborn weight, especially more stubborn belly fat that all speaks into that insulin resistance that I was talking about when it's already high in the blood and your cells are full of glucose, your liver is full of glycogen, it ultimately ends up getting converted over to fat. Number four, increased blood pressure. So an out of tune body clock may have some serious repercussions, including risk for heart disease and diabetes. Studies have linked high blood pressure or hypertension to higher fasting blood sugar levels and higher insulin levels with the habit of eating later at night or having dinner way past the ideal time of 7 p.m. And then number five is poor mental health. So if you ever notice how more prone to mood swings and irritability when you're sleep deprived or even when you've had a lot of sugar, right? Since eating late affects our sleep and can cause sugar cravings and moodiness, it also may be impacting your mental health. Poor sleep quality caused by gastric discomfort and disrupted circadian rhythms may result in increased risk of depression and anxiety. In a nutshell, these are some of the most common side effects from eating late night consistently. We're talking about, you know, one to two times per week is all we're really talking about. It can start to add up over time. So overall, eating dinner late or even having snacks late, we know have a compounding effect that is moving you in an inflammatory direction. 
But if we can dial back to eating dinner earlier, maybe having snacks in the daytime, if you got to have snacks, you know, I'm not a snack person to begin with, but if you got to have snacks, you got to have something, move it to when you're in a more thermogenic state and maybe even take a walk afterwards. But the sooner that we can be eating and have it done with in the evening, the better it is for our metabolism, our brain health, and our ability to rest and restore and replenish. So if you are struggling with late night snacks, late night dinners, here are some simple hacks that you can use to prevent that late night craving. First and foremost, take your food window, take your eating window back another hour. I know this can't always be easy, but I recommend if you're eating dinner at 7 or 7.30, take it down to 6, 6.30. You know, for us in our household, we have dinner, we start dinner at 5 and we're done eating by 6. That way, if we're going to bed at 10, we've got a four-hour window in between. Next, you want at least a three-hour window before bed from your last meal. So if your last meal, you ended at 7, bedtime is 10, you've got that three-hour window right there. Next is take a leisurely walk after dinner. And like I said, this one's huge. I've got so many episodes on the benefits for taking a walk after you eat, but especially after dinner. That's why I love to move dinner earlier so that you still have time in the evening and there's still some sunlight out to make it happen. I know that the sun is about to (laughs) drop another hour pretty soon. But again, the earlier that we can eat, the more that we can walk around, even if it's around our house. Next Big one when it comes to setting up your kitchen and your fridge and your pantry is just do your best to get rid of all of the unhealthy snacks that you know you're prone to eating, right? We don't have ice cream in the house. I'll be honest with you. I don't got brownies in the house. I don't got chocolate chip cookies in the house. There ain't none of that stuff in my house because I know that sometimes I may not always win in terms of my ability to swap it out but I am gonna give you some swaps in just a second. And then make sure that you're having a great balanced dinner filled with protein, fats, and tons of fiber, right? So that you're not feeling that need for that craving on the other side of it. And then I wanna talk a little bit about some swaps. So yeah, if you're craving those chips or the cereal or the brownies or the ice cream or whatever you know is in your house, right? That you're about to go and raid. What I do, because this happens, I mean, here's the thing is, are cravings ever gonna go away? Uh Uh-uh, they're not. You're gonna have a crappy day. You're gonna have PMS symptoms. You're going to have a day where, you know, things just didn't work out and you're going to want something to make up for it. Or you had a big win and you deserve that brownie, whatever that may be. It's such a mental game too, and an emotional game and a stress game and a fatigue game. There's so many other aspects of this. So what I recommend, and this is what I do all the time, is if I'm having a craving for a brownie or even for something I know is in the house. Like like I said, we do keep some huge chocolate in the house. I always have almond butter for Kingston. I can combine the two and bam, right? I can mow down a half a chocolate bar with some almond butter in like, what, three minutes or less? It can get dangerous real quick. We've all been there. So what I do in those moments is I check in. I'm like, okay, what's a good swap for me? Is it walking around? Is it doing some jumping jacks? I know those aren't sexy swaps. I get it. Is it sparkling water with some pomegranates and some lime? Often it is, like a Pellegrino, I'll make a big sparkling water or I'll make a really sexy tea and I've got a little like a frother, so I'll froth up some unsweetened almond milk. I will make like a pumpkin tea, a pumpkin spice tea. That's what I've got in my, I got a bunch of teas, but this is the one I'm kind of favoring right now. And I will pour a little bit of that frothed, which again, you don't, you can just buy a little handheld frother for this and do a little cinnamon 
and it's warm and it's creamy and it's cinnamony, which is phenomenal for your blood sugar. And those things knock it out. And what I love about these hacks too, is that they're super easy to make. You can make all this in 60 seconds or less, maybe two minutes max. It gets the job done and you fed the beast, right? You fed the craving monster and you're most likely gonna be good to go. So those are the recommendations I make is one, move dinner earlier, try to walk after dinner, make sure that you've got that gap and then find some swaps to bring in. And I think drink swaps are great. Low calorie, no calorie drink swaps are the best thing to do. Find teas that you love, find you know sparkling waters that you love, add some lime or lemon to them and just handle that. And I promise you probably in those 60 seconds that you're making it because you're physically doing something, you're caught up in the making, you're technically your quote unquote treat. And then you start sipping on it, believe me, your body's gonna let it go. Your brain's gonna let it go. Your emotions are gonna let it go. And I would say this works about 90% of the time. There are definitely, is gonna be that 10%, especially as we head into the holiday season, where you're not gonna win. But that's okay, because as long as you savor and enjoy it, and again, try to have it on the earlier side, it's life, it is what it is. And so I hope that these are helpful, especially if you find yourself being a late night eater or a late night snacker, and you're not feeling so great and you're noticing the shifts and changes, it's time to start scaling these things back. It may take a little bit of time, but I promise you it's worth it. A lot of the things that I talked to you about today, I definitely was doing for well over a decade. And I'll tell you what, making these shifts and changes where we eat earlier, we take walks after, I don't have late night snacks anymore. I just feel so much better. I have so much more energy in the morning. So that's what I'm really looking for is what can I do to nourish my body and love up on my body? And I think this is a really important conversation like to just have with yourself about what is serving you and what isn't. Now, if you love these tips, be sure to subscribe to the show for more easy ways to heal your hormones and upgrade your health. Till the next episode, have an amazing day.